You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It's Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Joined by my co-host, Christina Dennis. What's going on, Christina? Oh, I'm just happy to be here. Happy it's Monday, Damon Frank. How was your weekend? It was really, really good. Uh, you know, the kid, the kid is back in school uh, last yes. year, senior for us. So we've got a lot of that, you know, back to school stuff going on. I think that that is probably par for the course for most of the country. You know, absolutely. There's a shift, a little bit of stress. Yes, absolutely. I feel it. I feel yeah. a little bit of stress in the air. Everybody's talking about it. Also, not only back to school, I think also people are going back to work as well. Some people are going back to that physical location or have mm -hmm. new projects that they're working on. So hold tight. You're going to love this episode that's coming up because it's for you if you're a little stressed out. We're going to get into that a little bit. I want to let everybody know that this episode of the Recovered Life Show is brought to you by Upaloop. Upaloop is the active seating stool for people who want to stay moving stimulate your brain, improve your posture, and increase your core strength today. It's time to get moving. Order your up -a loop on Amazon or go to www.beyondsmart.com to find out more. That's www.beyondsmart.com. You got your up -a loop, Christina. I love it. I love it. I was giving the thumbs up and talk about help. I mean, you know, most of our viewers know my son is on the spectrum and it is amazing to watch him sit on that chair, but I love using it for me. So when he's at school, I sneak it because it just, you can feel the workout. You can feel, and as strange as this might sound, it kind of helps with my back pain. I mean, it's really, really yeah. cool. So people should grab themselves one. It really is. I think the next show I do, I'm going to actually be on the upper loop because I find that it keeps me more concentrated when I'm working. Yes, 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 yes. Which is you good. Do. I like it. Well, let's jump into the topic here, Christina. Listening to God's voice in sobriety, taking direction from your higher power. That's a mouthful. We're just going to say that's right. a mouthful. That's a <laughs> lot to fast. say all at one time on a Monday morning. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's so important listening to God's voice in sobriety and taking direction. So many times who I think in sobriety, we're asking for direction from a higher power, but we're not listening to God's voice back to us and looking at the signs yes. of God's, you know, of, of, of God's response. Oh my gosh. I so agree. And it's one of those things that you get better the more you practice at it. But I see people turn themselves inside out saying, I don't understand. What is my next step? What do I do? And I think they get overstressed about it and then it blocks them. And I know for me and my recovery and, and for every time I up-leveled my recovery, I needed to have those moments to get quiet and still and start to figure out what were the voices in my head saying and what was the voice in my body saying. Because I believe that, you know, higher power, I, I choose to call God that works for me, but I know other people, you know, don't or are not as comfortable with that term. Throw that out. Don't worry about that part. Um, call it an inner knowing. But I'll tell yeah. you, when we start to recover physically, we have to actively choose to listen to that knowing and take the time to plug in. Absolutely. You know, I think 
I, I think this is just a really great topic because it affects everyone. I, I haven't it seen does. anybody who has been jammed up, been stuck in recovery and is asking God for you know, help, right? They're asking their higher power for help. They're surrendering, which a lot of this has to go to surrender, right? It's like, I can't do everything. I can only do what I can do. But you know what I find funny? And I've worked with people, and this has been the case, is that they'll be praying, let's say, oh God, I really want to be in a relationship or I really want to, you know, I need a new <laughs> job, right? Yes. And literally people are coming at them and saying, hey, you should talk to my boss or, hey, we have this new startup company. And they, and they don't hear it because they're so stuck in the problem. They're so stuck into why am I not getting what I want that right. they can't see the miracle right in front of them. And I know we've had shows on seeing the miracle right front, but this I see is a lot, right? And I think part of going and asking God for what you want and is being able to take the direction and look for those cues mm -hmm. that are coming up in your life that are supporting God intervening. Oh, so, so true. I, I, I myself suffer from this because I get steady on an idea and I'm not open to all the different ways that it can come to me. You know, like you were saying, I mean, that is exactly true. It reminds me of that joke, you know, where there was a flood and the man said, you know, God will save me to the boat that was passing. And then, you know, at the end, a helicopter comes to try to save and he says, but God will save me. And he drowns. And gets to heaven, you know, and and says, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, I sent you three different people. You ignored it. Exactly. And I think that's so important to remember that we do not know what is transpiring outside of us. Uh, and if we get very rigid with our thinking, if we don't remain flexible about the different ways that it could come, we will miss it. In addition to that, we also don't know. I mean, this is one of the things that I love about learning how to be right-sized is that I have found in every case that I didn't get something that I wanted, I was short-selling myself. That higher power actually had something even bigger to give me. And the time frame wasn't in front of me, but that surrender that you're talking about would help me get through to see exactly what higher power had in, in mind for me. Absolutely. You know, I think training yourself to look for those miracles, training yourself to look for how God's showing up in your life is really what this is all about. You know, I've learned that in recovery, there's multiple realities. So people mm -hmm. say, well, these are realities, right? Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that that's true because, <clears throat> excuse me, people were sober before I got sober. Right. I was just unaware of it. Right. And the thing is, is that you have to start becoming aware. And I think training yourself to become aware and training yourself to figure out what's actually going on and how God's speaking to you is what this is all about. Right. Getting quiet, listening, looking for all the spots. You know, uh, I always t tell people, you know, one of the things that we learn and it was, you know, through the 12 steps, spiritual technology or any spiritual waking that you are having is that there are different levels of consciousness and we end up having value systems. So one of the directions that I give people when I'm coaching is I say, well, really, what can you do? 
You know, when they're trying to figure out what their next right step is, what is it that you actually have control over? Um, and that's a good place to start when you're trying to listen to God. Uh, what is your exact, your exact part in this situation in your life? Absolutely. The first part is like hearing the message, right? Mm-hmm. Hearing, hearing God's voice in your sobriety, looking for that. And then the second is taking direction. Now, this is funny, Christina, because I have had, I have needed and wanted things in my recovery mm-hmm. and I have, you know, prayed for them and done the work, right? It beca- you went through the acceptance, went through the powerlessness, went through all of that stuff. And then God has delivered the answer. Right. And I didn't take the direction. Right. And it's yep. funny. I don't know if you've been in that situation and everybody said like, and I know people are listening to me are saying, yep, I know what you mean, Damon. Like I remember the times that the signal was right there. And I said to myself, oh my gosh, this is God doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Right. And literally I, I saw it. I, I had prayed for it. I had wanted it, but I didn't accept it when the direction actually came. Right. Fear got in the way or our rigidity around what we're supposed to do. I love to hear, um, you know, do you hear God's voice? You know, some people are looking for, they call it the burning bush experience. And the truth is, if you can sit down with a coach, with a therapist, with a sponsor, if you're part of that program and start looking at all the evidence that's in your life, then you can truly see, oh, there's this theme. I stay in step with my value system. Now for me in my, you know, we're in my second decade of sobriety, the more I spend time in commune with God, the more I spend time in those quiet spaces, the more embodied I am. I usually can think of not only past times, but current times where my my body, my inner knowing is telling me this is the right thing to do. That's, that's very important because I think I, you know, for me, it's not a voice. And I think this is where this goes off the rails for people, Mm -hmm. especially people who are very linear or factual based people, right. That aren't really into, uh, they have to see it in front of them. They're like going, listening to God's voice in sobriety, Damon, that's ridiculous. Like, what am I going to hear an audible voice? Right. I say for me, it's more of a knowing. Mm-hmm. It's more of a knowing, right? I always, you know, I, I think this is an interesting analogy. In recovery, and I never noticed this when I was not in recovery, when I was out there doing the thing. I never noticed this about, about my life. But now I feel that sometimes I get these downloads. I'm going to just use a an Apple That's- or Microsoft analogy, right? I'll get these downloads. They'll come to me, it will unzip, it will unpack like a zip file, right? Uh And it might take a little time for all to look clear. It's just a bunch of data and it will get, I feel it just gets dumped in, right? And downloaded into me. And then it starts to unpack. And as it starts to unpack, everything starts to come together. And with that, there's a knowing, a deep down inside knowing. And I think that that's what I look for is the knowingness. Yes. Is, and you know, I think when we come back from the break, Christina, I want to dive into like, how do you differentiate God's voice and your ego? Because I think this is a big one for people is like, people are like, Hey, you know, I heard God's voice. And he said, you know, I should just go back out there and, uh, you know, drink socially. (laughs) 
Right? Right. I mean, I've heard this, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I've heard a lot of things in recovery. I heard God's voice and it said, you know, I should just tell that person to F off or whatever. Like, right. You know, and I know that that's not God's voice. That's somebody's ego interpreting as God's voice. So when we come back, Christina, I want to talk all about that. How do you differentiate that? And how do you start taking action? If you think you're hearing God's direction in sobriety, but you're not really taking that direction. So we're going to jump into that when we come right back from this quick break. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get-to-know-you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about Recovery Breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. Oh, Christina, I promise that when we got back, we would talk about how do you know it's not ego? How do you know that God's voice isn't just you talking to you? Yes, yes. Well, I have a couple of rules. You know, one uh, is that uh, my higher power doesn't speak through fear, does not speak fear to me. So if I'm in a place of fear, that means my ego is involved and I have a quick fear inventory. I do it with my clients. Um, you know, it's been something that I've done for 20 plus years. And it's so helpful to separate what is fear and what's the part of fear. What is something that you do? Oh, that's I love that. I love that you're talking about fear that, you know, typically it's your ego if it's fear, right? That mm-hmm. that's your that that's not God's voice, right? Because I agree with you. Uh, that I believe that when I am taking God's direction, it's not, I'm not in fear. I might be fear of taking the action, but it's not, the whole thing isn't being driven out of fear. You know, I'll tell you another one. It's not anger or revenge either. <clears throat> this is, I, this I hear a lot, right? Uh, because a lot of people that come into the program were victims of, of abusive people. They, yes. you know, had maybe a childhood that wasn't perfect. And they feel that now they're going to get that revenge that they're sober. Now they're going to make these people listen and understand them. And I find that if it's all about you and you getting back at people or you showing people that, see, I'm going to do it, that is not God's voice. But would you agree yes. with that? I would so agree with that. And, you know, before we went on the break, you were talking about some of the crazy stories that you've heard. And as uh, as a recovery coach and codependency, a lot of times I will hear something like, no, God sent 
him to me or God sent her to me. And so what that always tells me is that you have a certain result in mind. And if you have a certain result in mind, like it is going to be this, this is how my miracle is. This is the way the story ends. Then you're not listening to God's voice. You're not uh, doing a step three. And that is really such a, I mean, that is a marker that you cannot deny. You know, I, and people will say it to me over and over again, because we have limited understanding of what's really good for us. As you said, so ignoring all the flags, because you're quite sure that God sent that person to you is ego and acting out in your codependency. Yeah, I will agree there. Sorry, we had a little uh, little blip in the audio, but uh, acting out, you were talking about acting out. I agree with that totally. Uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, that, that I see, Christina, that I want to talk with you about to see if you agree with me on this is that the, that people will say, like you said, hey, this person came to me. Let's say it's a really bad codependent relationship, right? And they say, this person came to me and it was God that brought this person to me, right? Right. And I say, I say the opposite as a coach. I don't think God brings people, God brings lessons, right? Or it brings experiences. And just because it's not necessarily attached to the person, it's attached to the lesson. Like, for example, I thought, you know, I, I, I've shared on this. I had a horrible relationship with my, with my biological dad that we were just, is not, you know, uh, alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. And I thought for a long time, the message, he was the message about certain things in my life. It, 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 it wasn't, it was the message, not the person. Right. So right. I could, I could depersonalize that against him and say, you know what? I might not have gotten the experience that I needed or wanted. But now I can create a new experience in my life, Christina, right? Yes. That uh, about being a father, about I can have that experience. It might not be exactly like I want it. It's not as personal against him, right? Just right. using that as an example. Um, you know, and I also don't feel that God keeps you in around abusive and horrible people. I right. don't think that that's God's will. I don't know. What's it's, your thought on it? Absolutely. If you're danger, if you're in danger and you're not safe and you're not getting your basic needs met from somebody, respect, love, uh, you know, acceptance, then yeah, it isn't God's will for you to stay there working on them. I know that for sure. And it's part of waiting and having a conscious contact and asking for the lessons to show up. I really believe that everything is either a blessing or a lesson, and we can turn it into something that allows us to expand so that we are ready for that next big thing. You're absolutely right. And you know, Christina, the other thing I was going to mention here to see if you agree with this, if you've had this experience, is that um, one of the biggest spiritual lessons that I learned in early recovery is it's not all about me. It's not all about me, right? And one of the things that I've learned in recovery is with with this higher listening to God's voice in sobriety, if all the messages are all about me, something that then that's ego, 
That's, That's ego, a clue. Right? Because rarely do I get things that are inclusive. They're good for me and everyone else around me, right? Right. And 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 this comes in, and this was an early one for me that I had somebody that was in my life of recovery that was able to spot with me. It's like, uh, that's, I don't think that's God's direction. I think that's your ego trying to interpret that that's God's direction because look at all these other people who would be hurt by that action. God doesn't really work that way. Right. Like, right. and right. that was a, that was a hard, that was a hard thing for me to be able to step back. And I think, you know, part of this too, is when you feel that you've gotten God's voice or direction from a higher power, a lot of the times I will acknowledge that I maybe even write it down and then right. I'll pause for a little bit before I take action to kind of digest it a bit. Right. Such, such good direction. And I also think that it's important for us to work with other people. Sometimes, I mean, we have our human experience. We bring all of our trauma to these decisions. We can't see outside of ourselves. You know, when Damon is saying ego and I'm saying ego, it's not that we're calling anybody an egomaniac. We understand that through trauma, our ego gets a couple of ideas and decides it's going to protect us against all costs. And that blocks us from God's direction. And I do, I believe that that is the big secret, Christina, that, that, you know, and I'll kind of end with this is that I do believe that when you get these little spiritual hits, right. And you get these downloads, you're like, wow, you have this realization, this feeling that this might be God's voice in my sobriety. And I'm going to take direction. It's when these are big things, I'm not mm -hmm. saying like, hey, open the door for somebody because I've had those. I've had the little ones. It's like, slow down. You know, yes. I, I always say that like um, we we talk a lot about we talk a lot about, you know, uh, letting go in the Recovered mm -hmm. Life show. We talk a lot about slowing down in Clubhouse. You know, we did this. We, you know, we're doing this whole thing about how the importance of taking breaks in the summer. One of the things that I get from God a lot when I'm stressed out. And I go out back to take a little break because I know we're similar. I'll go yes. out after calls and take a little break in my garden and I will have a hummingbird come to me. And that is a sign to mm -hmm. stop and enjoy my life. Enjoy where I'm at right here, right now, because it's so easy in God, in, in life just to get caught up. Right? So when these hummingbirds come and they're all around my property, when they come, I, I, I interpret that as a sign from God to enjoy where I'm at in the here and now. Oh, I so agree. Looking for those signs, you know, training our reticular activating system to look for the moments, you know, and, and really bouncing it off somebody, you know, really call somebody up and be honest, completely honest about what it is that you're thinking once you become aware of it, because other people will help you walk out of that hook. Absolutely. You know, Christina, I'm, I'm really curious to see in the comments here from mm -hmm. people, because I know we always have comments on the show, uh, what their experience is with listening to God's voice in sobriety. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please like, share and follow and put a comment down. Tell us about uh, how God showed up in your life. Uh, with some sort of direction? And did you take direction from your higher power? Did you not? We always love to hear what you have to say. This has been a great episode. I've loved this, Christina. I have too. And everybody go out and have a beautiful week. All right, guys, everybody have a good Monday. Go out and live your best recovered life. We'll see you on Wednesday. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life 
a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.